Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of the Behind the Mask podcast show, it's the month of December, and you know what that means? They remember what you do in December. Two coaches were fired, Greg Williams from the New York Jets, also Matt Patricia from the Detroit Lions. Hey, what does this mean from job security? Oh, we're going to get into it. Last but not least, when is it okay to start dating after a breakup? My bad, not a breakup. I meant a divorce. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I meant we're just separated. Oh, man, you know we're talking about Larsa Pippen. All of that and more. Stay tuned. Let's go behind the mask. Welcome back to another edition of the Behind the Mask podcast. I am your host, Takeo Spikes. And somewhere out there floating around, man, we're looking for my player partner who goes by the... Your favorite plus-size model, Tucson Reyes, in the building. Okay, and he has to look up with the dude with the <laughs> intro. Remember we used to do that, when we, you know what I'm saying, Monday Night Football? Like, I look. Tucson Reyes, Queens, New York. <laughs> you, you forgot something with that. What's that? Tucson Reyes, Queens, New York, and I'm wearing a pink shirt. <laughs> <laughs> very pink, man. This is salmon. You know what I'm saying? This is salmon. This is, this is an acquired taste. Oh, I guess it's. I could pull this off, you know, being the plus size model that I am. I don't know about yourself, but. That's right. I totally forgot to, Tom. <laughs> but you know what, though? At the end of the day, with that salmon shirt that yeah. you're wearing, yeah. it really sets us up to be able to finish strong nice. for 2020 going into 2021. Most deaf, most deaf. Most deaf, right? Similar to all NFL teams. When you look at them, and it's always important to remember, I think you say it best, bro, so I'm going to let you go ahead and take it out of my hands. Listen, man, they remember what you do in December. That's mm. Across the board, across the board in life. You know, everybody's saying, you know, 2021, new year, new me. Yeah, we said the same thing in 2020, and they kicked the ass with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you got to finish strong. Finish what's on your plate. Eat your food that's on your plate right now. Then get ready for the next year. And to your point, man, NFL teams, they got the same thing, man. Going into free agency. Oh, yeah. It's like, huge, you know, right? It's huge. Like, like you can have a stellar first three quarters of the year, but the GMs, when they talk to other GMs, and they, they definitely do that, they're like, ah, you know, let me see the last three games. How did he finish the season? The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you still can be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Because you don't know, some teams uh, are out of the playoff hunt. Some teams are fighting for a playoff berth. And what shows what you're made out of as a person, as a player, is how you finish. And if you finish in weak or you giving up because you know you're not in the playoffs or what have you, 
that's going to show on your tape, which is your resume for the following year. Oh, no doubt, man. And when you look at certain teams, bro, like I've been on a few teams to where we were completely out of the playoff race. And I've been on a few teams to where we even had coaches that were fired. And then when they come back on, like the assistant coach comes up and takes over the team, he will specifically say, guys, I know we're not playing for anything technically other than pride. Yeah. But I do want you to know those people upstairs are looking and they're listening and they're asking questions. So I, I'm not at privy to tell you everything what they're asking me, but I just want you to know that they're asking about you. So bottom line, to your point, you talk about finishing strong too. Make sure every practice is where it needs to be. Make sure every game you're hustling, even though you're finishing out the last year. And I think about teams like this, even talking about the Detroit Lions. Like, hey, a week ago they fired their head coach and they also fired their GM. Matt Patricia was the head coach. And I was like, really? Like, technically, like, like what is this really going to solve? Because – you are what you repeatedly do. And these guys, like, I'm not going to call them losers, but they haven't been able to win football games. Yeah. So I don't – technically you can't – I'm not going to call them losers, but I, <laughs> I, I think they're just underachieving. Yeah. And when you look at the leadership from the coaches and you look at the grand scheme of finishing strong and seeing if this coaching change really going to make a big difference – I know you had some experience out of that, bro. And like, like, what's the mindset of players even going through that? Even if you haven't, but like, what's that mindset like, man? I think the main thing is just like they say, winning is contagious. So is losing, and it's not something that you're proud of when you're on a team. Hell, Spice, you've been on teams that you know haven't had winning records. I've been, and you, if you haven't been on the team with the losing record, you just ain't played long enough. Um, it happens, and what what, what goes through your mind as a competitor is you want to win, but as you're going week in and week out and those wins, it just doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out. It comes to a point in the game where you, it just clicks. Like every game you go going, so you're ready to rock, you, you know, your favorite music, your, whatever your routine is, you're ready to go. But then when that momentum shifts, it's just like, damn, here we go again. And I know how this is going to end up. And it creeps into every player's mind. And eventually, if that continues to go on, Hell, by the time December come, Cass is packing up the U-Haul. You remember we were in Buffalo that year, man, in 06? And, and you know, things were going – it started off well, started going yeah. bad. When it started going bad, my first year in Buffalo, I was like, I didn't want to commit to buying in because I saw the direction this thing was going. I, what do you I, mean by buying in? Buying in to stay in the city or buying, buying in, in like – city? Like, I, I love – you know, playing, I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but – when you started to lose, it was like, nah, this ain't it. And this is, you know, don't disrespect because you were on the team prior to me being there. But this was like, and this is this the Buffalo team that, you know, I had saw in the past. And I just was like, I didn't buy, I didn't bring my car up there. I had a truck. I didn't bring my truck to Buffalo. I left it in Atlanta, bro. So I, how did you? I rented a car the entire season. Talk about a waste of money. My financial advisor was like, yo, Tuton, what are you paying $1,100 a month renting a car? No sense. But I didn't, but, but when the season was over, I was like, 
after that meeting, I'm out of here. And I, you know, I kind of knew it. The, the writing was on the wall, on the wall, particularly for me up there. It wasn't my, one of my best years either. But then that, along with the team, it was just like it, it, we didn't finish strong. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get to the playoffs. So for me, I was ready to go. And you know the same thing. A lot of guys they they pack up the the mules. They like you know what? After the season's over, vacation starts. But that's not the mindset you want. And I think to your point with the Detroit Lions, you saw them just get the victory over Chicago this past uh, this past weekend. Those same uh, momentum changes crept into that game. Yep. They overcame them and still were able to come out with a victory. So that's when you think, you know what, this interim coach, he might have, he might be, it might be something to it. Maybe he's the the, the difference that we need, uh, the spark, the juice that we need that players really uh, can kind of gravitate to. Even if you look at, and you're talking about Daryl Bevel. Yeah. Uh, offensive coordinator at the beginning of the year now, interim head coach. Listen, they started off that game trailing nine to nothing in the first quarter. In the fourth quarter, they were trailing 30 to 20 to the Chicago Bears. But they came back and found a, found a way to win 34-30, ended up winning. And then this is the thing that really stuck out to me, that stood out to me after going back reading it because I was surprised because I was in the same similar situation. Daryl Bevel said after the game, it was a different type of game day experience yeah. that he had that he wanted to make sure that he created around the culture for his short time period there being head coach. And I even talked to a few of the guys on the team. And one of the common things that I, I asked them, I say, well, what was so different this game compared to other games since Matt Patricia was there? Mm. The common denominator was we felt like we were valued as men versus being looked upon as commodities. Yeah. And this wasn't just so much from coach to player. This was from colleague to colleague when it comes from Matt Patricia being the head coach and then talking to some of his assistant coaches. Mm -hmm. And some of the feedback that I received that I thought was shocking was even though a player made a play and it was a hell of a play, he never would give them credit. It was always, well, I think you should have did it like this and it could have made the play a lot easier for you if you would have did it this way. So it wasn't really accepting the fact that, hey, certain guys can get away with certain things regardless of however you may coach it, but you have to embrace it as a coach and understand this is what makes this guy different. He never embraced it. He also, I also was told that he, he, was, he used to talk down on some of the assistant coaches. And so I think a lot of that brought friction, not only with players looking at your head coach, but I also think a lot of friction was brought amongst that coaching staff. And that's the reason why when you look at what Darrell Bevel talked about after the game, he said it was a different game day experience. I wanted guys to go out with the, with the attitude and the expectations of we're going to have fun, guys. It's not going to be the end of the world, but we're going to have fun. And they did that with the win. And that's what you're supposed to do as a professional athlete. You don't need to have, be motivated to win. You're there already. You're getting paid handsomely. You need to go out there and feel like, you know what? I'm going out to put my best effort on the line so we can win, right? But yeah. what happens is you start to, now with social media, but you start to read the, the, the papers or you start to uh, go online and see the news, sports center, what have you, and you hear talks about, you know what, this team is not going to make it. Are they tanking? Can they get the first-round pick? Whoever the nicest uh, college athlete is that they predict to be a first-round pick every year, are they going to get the first-round pick, right? 
Don't nobody want to hear that as an athlete, as a player. You hear the media, you hear the fans talking about that. They want a first-round pick because, you know what, they start off thinking my team is going to be good. Nah, we, we wind up not having to win the season, so they're thinking about next year. The thing about it as athletes, we don't even know if we're going to be on the damn team next year. You don't even know. You know, so it's like, why would I sit there and mess up? And not only that, if you have a first-round a first draft pick, you might pick somebody from opposition. So what the hell I'm going to do? Just, you know, I'm going to mess up my game so you can pick somebody to replace me so I ain't there the next year? Nah, I don't work that way. And that's well, We want to get out there. We want to compete and do our best. But, yo, that should be killing me, like, tanking. What the hell I look like going out there tanking? And, like, this is what's crazy, though. People ask, man, I, man, how y'all gonna lose that game, man? And then, like you say, if a DB get beats for a touchdown, totally messes up the game. I've received calls from people saying, bro, your man said he was point shaving, wasn't he, Spikes? Tell the truth. I was like, why would you even say that? In my mind, I never paid it. I'm not a gambler. So yeah. I don't look at the point spread, the lines, and all of that. But in their mind, they like, man, you guys were up by three points. And the spread had you covering at two, but he blew it. So I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you think we finna sit up here and get in the play when I call the huddle? Hey, third and 18, we stop and we win. But listen, remember, the point spread is two. So, hey, who's gonna take the hit this week as far as uh getting beat? Hell no, bro. Right. It don't work that way. I don't know. We get paid way more money than somebody gonna, I'm sure, give you for gambling. Like, that's the dumbest. Thought process ever, man. And you can see it with, with a bunch of teams across the league. You talked about the Lions, uh, the Giants. I don't know how they doing it. They they in first place in the NFC uh, NFC East with like a losing record. Even down here, the Falcons. They you know they're creeping and getting some wins under their belt. Um, but you got to finish strong. And like I said, they remember what you do in December. It goes across the board. I mean, fellas, your lady gonna remember what you do in December. What you got it for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to start no argument now so you ain't got to get out of getting no gifts and all of that. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do all of that. Finish the, finish the year strong. <laughs> that's, that's hey, hey, finish the drill strong, right? Got to. All the way through the line, baby. <laughs> uh, good thing I don't have one of those two-time. Yeah. Common. You. Yeah, you got family, though. You yeah, know? you're right. I do have family. And I'm going to spend it all on them. <laughs> Every bit of it. Hey, Pete, this, though. One good thing to mention. I think it's pretty cool if you Robert Sala, defensive coordinator from the 49ers, mm. legislators got together and wrote a letter to the Ford family saying this is the reason why we want Robert, the defensive coordinator, because we want him as our head coach mm. simply because all of the things that we know he can bring to this football team and the community you see a lot of players from the 49ers, especially on the defensive side of the football. They're giving him thumbs up as selfish as they should be not wanting him to leave. But they understand the business. Yeah. They're giving him the thumbs up saying he's going to be a hell of a head coach wherever he ends up next year. And so I thought that was pretty cool overall, bro. Yeah, most definitely. Most def and as players, everybody, you, you want the other person to eat. You want the other players to eat. If the coaches have an opportunity, it's not like college per se, when you have, you know, they, they, they got you at a young age. So they're in your living room talking to your parents in the league is different. We know it's a business. So for Robert Sala to get that kind of love from the legislators in Detroit, and I believe he's from the area as well. You know, I think that's just dope in and of itself. And he's going to be a head coach regardless. So yeah. I'll be back to man. He's going to be a head coach somewhere. So if it's not in Detroit, it's going to be some, uh, another team where they have interim coaches or where they have, uh, 
you know, coaching fires coming up at the end of the regular season. So it's, it's dope that he's getting his, his love right now. And, you know, you got to wish the best for him, man. And two bottom line is this, you know, before we get out of here, to put a bow on it, you look at what happened at the Jets also. Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, called the zero blitz at the end of the game. And these guys are the only winless team in the National Football League. And you know what happened? They scored. Greg did not have to call that blitz. Yeah. Like, like, I listen, I'm a big Greg Williams fan. He didn't. Was he wrong for that? Yes, he was wrong. But is it really worth him being fired over that game? So basically, you're saying the first person to go is Greg Williams and all of it is his fault? Absolutely not. If you're going to fire anybody, you start with the head. And I'm talking about Adam Gase because this is the same head coach when you look at, listen, you got rid of your star running back or he didn't even want to be there anymore, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Le'Veon Bell. And then you turn around, you look at your franchise star player on the defensive side mm-hmm. who who's now in Seattle. Yeah, they got two first-round picks for him, and yeah. he is absolutely worth it. But when you look at this overall, man, it's like this is a prime example of scapegoat politics. And if you talk to a lot of players just around the league, they'll tell you, I never go to the Jets. Hell, that's the reason why Sam Donald, he's probably looking at getting out of the Jets. Mm. There's plenty of opportunities because there's a lot of other teams out there who really need a quarterback. And a lot of people know he knows how to play. But the one thing when you look at Adam Gase in the New York Jets, you look at his tenure since he's been there, he has yet to develop a quarterback. He has yet to develop players. Mm. You know what I mean? And so this is factual. This is not me reaching. So I'm just saying, is it really worth, at the end of the day, firing Greg Williams? Well, I think at the end of the day, the, the play was so polarizing because, remember, they remember what you do in December. That was a potential play when the Jets could have got their first win of the season. You know what that feels like? I know you do. My bad. No disrespect. In but December. In December to get your first win? Have, have you ever been down that road before? I, I, I finished the season 2-14. and 14. All right, that's close enough. So what else? <laughs> so, <laughs> what it feels like to go that deep and not get the the results from all your hard work, and it was on television. It's polarized, and they're just like, if this is what's going on, he definitely needs to get out of there. Like as an offensive player, it doesn't matter if it's zero blitz. It don't matter if it's, it's prevent whatever. As an offensive player, we always feel that we can score. As a defensive player, you can speak to that. You know why leave your cornerbacks one on one where you know they're going to go for the deep threat, and now you're really putting them at a disadvantage by giving a zero blitz, meaning that you're just bringing your safeties, bringing your uh, your linebackers, no coverage out there, leaving them on the island. You don't want to do that at the end of a game when everybody's already spent on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's the reason that it, he had to go. And, you know, Gates is going to go too. Like I said, Donald don't want to be there. Hell, he, he, you know they're going after the first-round pick. Who's the kid uh, uh, from Clemson? Yeah, but- Trevor Lawrence. He's probably going to be the first round pick, uh, first pick anyway. And should the Jets uh, get the first round pick, which I think they are, he's going anyway. So, you know. Yeah. And they can make up for that pick. We talked about 
Jamal Adams, who the yeah. safety who they sent out to Seattle, he has their first round pick. And so we know just from their record, they're going to be picking anywhere from 18 on down, depending on how far they go into the playoffs. Yeah, man. It's again, they're going to remember, you know what I'm saying? And this is, this is pure proof right there because everybody remembered the defensive call that, that, that Greg Williams called to lose that game. And it, that wasn't the only play of the game, but that was the play that let uh, – who did they play? I don't remember. The other team go up and then um, actually, you know, win the game. So now you're 0-12. Like, that's, that's pretty bad, bro. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Oh, it sucks. It is sucks. And that's a that's a bad breakup that they just had. Oh, bad breakups. Yo, you know what's funny? You talk about breakups, bro. You seen the joint with uh, – what was it? Uh, Loss of Pippen, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife? Bro. Listen, bro. So, and I was having conversations about this. I get the fact that you're going through a divorce and and, uh, lost Pippen, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, going through a divorce. You're rumored to have been, or you said yourself, you dated Tristan Thompson, another NBA player, right? Now, future, future, and and Malik Beasley, a 23-year-old player for the Washington Wizards, NBA player for the Washington Wizards, like you really seeming like you kind of doing your thing after the breakup, but you staying in the same area. Like when is it cool to move on? And is it all right to still date within the same arena, man? That like, I couldn't do it. If I knew it. I'm going to be completely transparent with you. And I'm speaking from a guy who's never been married. Mm. As much as I want to say being single, and it's like, look, we didn't work out. Best of luck to you, even though I may not like you. Like, go and kick rocks, and you can holler at whoever you want to. But you can't go fishing in the same damn pond. Come on, man. Yeah. Right? So it's like, it makes it will make me feel like, like it's rules. Like, you know how people say, it's rules to this shit. But then there are unwritten rules. This is an unwritten rule that is a rule. And so, like, I'm thinking, I, you and I hung out. Now I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see press clippings. Man, she with another NBA player? Yeah. Shit. Here goes another one. So now I'm thinking, even if I thought it was me, the reason why we decided to depart. I really have to like take a step back and say, all right, we got four kids. One of our kids is in college, you know, 20 years old. Mm. But you going to get another basketball player who is only 24? And he's only four years older than my son? Yeah, that's 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 deep. <laughs> it's like yo, how do you I mean- I don't know physics that well, but I do know that shit right there just doesn't equate to like it'll add like up the samba pie or whatever you want to call it. It just don't add up. And then you every all right, everybody's grown. I get it. You you're an adult, cool, move on, you know what I'm saying? But when is it okay to say like like do you not as a as a 46-year-old woman, as a 46-year-old person, would you not think, you know what, maybe I shouldn't, eh, maybe this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I shouldn't keep dipping my toe in this same hot tub normal. You know, like it just it just doesn't make sense to me. And then as you're not thinking about your son, 
your son is 20. He's playing basketball. I think he's a freshman uh, playing college basketball. You know he listening in the future. And you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know he done heard some of the things going on. And, that and, and, and let's be real. Think about all of the guys who were inside of that locker room. Right, in the locker like, room. Them cats, that's, the reason why we love the rock, locker room, because it is so on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to political statements yeah. and living a political life. You are who you are and you will become exposed. And that's the beautiful thing about it, because at the end of the day, we all got like trash inside of our closet. Yeah. But at least we can air it out and we have a mutual respect for each other. I'm just saying I'm not here to judge. But at least give your kid a chance. So he, yeah. he if it's me, I, I'm swinging every day. My mindset, I'm coming in there. He say something to me today. I'm swinging. Yeah, sure. And it's crazy because you, you talk about that locker room. Now, there's some cats that's that's grimy that don't care that'll you know what I'm saying they'll they'll holler at a a dude's wife or um you know uh, some women that you you see them one year and a guy might leave a team and she was dating one dude the next year she's dating another dude on the team you've seen it have, well have you seen it have you ever seen a situation like that i know for for me it's it's definitely been <laughs> it's definitely been on the, uh on a few teams of mine and i i distinctly remember like having uh, uh somebody come to a game one year and the veterans the older dudes or the young dudes they ask you they may not try to holler but they ask you hey is that your role and you might be like, you know, nah, that's just my homegirl, my friend. Like, oh, she's nice. You looking like, yo, what you looking at? My shorty for like, you know, I, you, I know you've been in the league longer than me. I know you got, you know, female woman you can holler at her. Like, like come on, man. So I, I that situation is is real sticky. Obviously, in our crew, we, we you know, we don't do that. You know, if you if you mess with somebody, you dated somebody, that's 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 your world. That's your space. You stated there's it's a million and one other people. Uh, women in this world that we can holler at and that's how we do as, a, as 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 friends as a crew as brothers but there's a lot of cats that don't live by that creed well let me ask you this then bro like i can speak on it from a single perspective mm. yourself you have a little bit different perspective because yeah. you went a different route earlier mm -hmm. and so is it okay like when is it okay to say it's cool to do whatever. It's cool to do. You can kind of fish in this pond. Or do you even have the say-so to say that with you having going through a divorce at one point in your life? So to put it in a, in a, in a black and white yes or no context, no. You don't have the right to say so because y'all not together no more. Right? That's why I say I get it. Do you got a right to feel some way and then in your mind maybe rightfully judge that person because you again you and it could be an insecurity you know what i'm saying but if if one of my exes literally the next year or the next month or whatever was with a, a friend a teammate a former teammate somebody in my profession i would be looking like damn this is just your mo this is what you do so it never really was about me in that context you can be like all right cool i'm, I'm cool with it like i wouldn't be upset after the fact, I think initially I might be like, damn, this is messed up. But then I'd be like, you know what? This is who she is. Cool. I, you know. How would you feel towards the guy if you knew he was in the circle? Not like in your immediate circle, but meaning like, man, we went out on this field and like we battled together. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. If if we if somebody was in my immediate circle, nah, that's 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 cut off, yo. We used to say when I was growing up, we used to say MDK, that's murder, death, kill. Now we wouldn't really kill somebody, but that's what's going through your head if something like that happened. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> because that's is a level of, of respect. And we always say you don't have to like somebody, but you got to respect them. So now if you're trying to holler at, you know, my shorty or something like that, it didn't start when we broke up. In my eyes, you was eyeing her the whole time, which is that's where the level of respect ain't there. And one thing for me, like you gonna respect me, otherwise, you know, you don't need to be in, in my circle or around me and none of that. And and you know me, I'm 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 positivity or nothing, but yo, you cut off, yo, drop them like a bad habit. It ain't nothing. Well, what if he tells you like, I think she's my soulmate? Man, you don't get out of here with this shit. <laughs> I tell you what, run that by me again. That's going to be the last thought you have. How about, <laughs> how about that, man? We ain't, we ain't going that route. So nah. we, just, we just trying to keep the street moving on t- two ways, bro. That's it. Keep moving on. You, 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 you're throwing a lot of heat my way right now. <laughs> you're poking the fire. You're poking, you're poking the fire there. But nah, man, it's, 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 it's rules to it. It's, like you said, it's unwritten rules. And I think... A lot of cats don't, particularly nowadays with social media and everything. A lot of cats don't 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 follow that, you know, them unwritten rules. They kind of do their own thing and then don't have no remorse about it. Hell, what happened? Then something happened with what was it, Gloria Gavon and um Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher back in the days? When they was yep. teammates. They was teammates. That's what I'm talking about. You're teammates with somebody. And what Matt Barnes do? He's about to drive down the street to uh to go go see Derek Fisher, yo. Rightfully so. Like, how you my teammate and you rock with my my shorty, my ex, or somebody? I'm, you know, what I'm saying that I'm. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's scandalous, bro. Come on, man. It, yo, I don't condone the violence, but you got what you got coming to you. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, if we do something every day, I spend more time with you than I actually spend with my own family. You know, for X amount of time throughout the months, you probably deserve that ass whooping that you're going to get. That's you know. So we, we heard about it. We heard, of, man. I heard players. I heard players leaving the locker room, and and some of the I think the equipment guys were still there, and they were going home, having you know, sleeping with the equipment guys' wife. And he, on that side of the spectrum, that's trash, bro. Like you gotta, you gotta be a, a, a evil spirited dude to go that route. Like again, particularly in our profession, there's so many opportunities to date who you want to date why would you fix your mind to go and holler at the next dude's girl to me that's weak bro weak sauce total weak sauce bro and you know what the beautiful thing that i i can truly say is is in our immediate circle like we don't have to worry about that you know what i'm saying and so with that being said we gonna end this thing on a high note and we don't drop the mic. Boom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.